Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Gray's Academy. You have your two Christmas-ready hosts. My name is Carmen. My name is Kelsey. Ho, ho, ho. Merry almost Christmas. And it is a beautiful day for a podcast. That's right, guys. It's daytime again. And when we record in the day, it's more chaotic. So let's see what happens. This is, was it the last episode or two episodes ago that we recorded in the daytime? And it was just absolutely all yeah, over the fucking like place. Yeah, it was like two or three ago. And just like literally like. Wah, 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 wah. And like not turkeys. only is it daytime, but I've got this uh, Trenta cold brew. Uh, so let's Jesus see how Christ. this. <laughs> this this cold brew is literally the size of my head. I have this great. refresher that's almost the size of my head because it's a venti. And my head is um. smaller. Yes. Because you're a giant. Ah, uh, yes. Um, anyways, so uh fun little little quick uh story. Um we were just in in Tennessee uh visiting. It was uh, the best of times. For little baby Scarlet's uh third birthday, and uh that is our goddaughter, and little Marlo is their goddaughter. And it was wonderful. They got to meet Santa for the first time. And we had really just big plans to record a whole Patreon episode (laughs) and do new promo pictures and everything. And none of it happened. So instead, we decided, well, the second we get home, watch these stupid episodes and we're going to record these stupid podcasts. And we're going to see each other's stupid faces and drink these stupid caffeines um i'm just kidding none of that is stupid i'm just being facetious it's the daytime we're crazy um and before we jump into the episode kelki do you want to just invite everyone to do the things that we ask them to do yeah also i want to shout out we've had like um oh yeah two back-to-back like highest single stream days um so that's really cool so if you're new and you have discovered us On your holiday break, welcome, hello, or if you are a return listener and you're just re-listening to everything because you're on your holiday break, um, hello. We appreciate each and every one of you, and we hope that um, this little podcast is maybe bringing you some relaxation during what can sometimes be a hectic season for all of us at the end of the year and and whatnot. Um, So thank you for listening. Uh, If you would like you can follow us on instagram at gray's academy pod at gmail.com just kidding that's the email the instagram is just gray's academy pod (laughs) it's it's the daytime um and you can follow our individual profiles i am chaotically kelsey and carmen is carmen.gabriel.official and uh yeah and if you have a second on either spotify or itunes to leave a rating and a review that's super helpful um so yeah, that would be dope. We would love that. Heck yeah. And also we have a new Patreon subscriber oh, yes. uh, that we need to shout out. Um, Hannah. Hannah, we love you, Hannah. Uh, and Hannah, where where is Hannah coming from? Do we know where, where she's at? I believe she's in currently in Alabama. Uh, Hannah and Alabama. I actually have known each other for a while. And when we started this podcast, she reached out because she has some personal insight on um some pediatric storylines that maybe occur later on in this series ah, and i uh, told her that um we would definitely be looking for her real real life in input on that when when those storylines come come to fruition without yes. spoilies but that will yeah. occur i love that and uh hannah 
that's one of my top 415 favorite female names. So oh. congratulations <laughs> on cracking the top 415. Um, wait, is it Hannah with or without an H at the end? With. Oh, incredible. Yeah, we don't trust those Hannahs with no H's. Oh, It's okay. like Sarah's with no H's. Those are just Sarays. Uh, <laughs> Sarah. Sarah. No, that's with the H, like it's the Sarah. Uh, but anyways, also want to have a quick shout out uh, in our top 10 for the last um, uh, seven days. That's what I like to pull up uh, every episode when I can and just go on to our, our stat tracking app and call out... Uh, some of our listeners from around the world uh number one uh want to make sure uh i feel like we we do a lot of international love which obviously we love international love uh but do you want to take a second uh the united states obviously we love you thank you for being our 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 biggest supporter across the country yeah um but uh finland iceland belgium and then we also have uh uh, uh, cracking onto the to the top twenty list is the Ukraine. So our hearts Hello. go out to uh, the Ukraine, um, and uh, thank you. I, I hope that just listening to this takes uh, takes a little bit of of the edge off, and just know that uh, for anyone affected by uh, the global um, uh, crisis going on in in the east. Uh, from the the military operations and then the war the war zone taking place just know that we're all with you and we are thinking of you it's true we are um and with that yes with that um so excuse me i am gonna cough <coughs> okay <coughs> <laughs> so sorry um okay so this episode we this is the first time we've done this this episode was the other side of this life part one and part two aired together when they originally aired in 2007 um, and I explained in the last episode, this is a backdoor pilot for private practice. And um, we're going to do this a little differently. Like we're still doing two separate episodes for each episode, but it's also, we watched it all together instead of watching recording, watching recording, which is what we have previously done for parts one and part ones and twos. Uh, this one is just like, is a little less cliffhangery. So I was like, let's just watch it all together and record it all and then drop the two separate episodes. So we'll, we will still break at the end of part one, but the part two is immediately available on your, whatever you're listening to. So you can go ahead and listen to that because two notes, because it's the same title for both episodes. Carmen's going to do the song info in this first episode. And I am going to do Shondaland in the second episode because both of those are identical for both episodes. So that's what we're going to do. So I'm glad you told me because I would have gotten, yeah. <laughs> I would have gotten to the end of this one and gone, where's Shondaland? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what's what. So let's, uh, let's get into it. Let's do it. This is episode 22 of the third season the Other Side of This Life, Part 1, Episode 58 overall. So tell me about this song. Well, I'll tell you what. This is a little bit of a hard song to talk about. Um, but the song is titled uh, The Other Side of This Life by Jefferson Airplane. And if you like any music from the 60s, uh, you, you you know this band. But it's it didn't 
have any uh, charting positions. It didn't have a ton of song stats available, but I w- I'm able to tell you that it's from the album Bless Its Pointed Little Head, uh, which was a-, a live album that they recorded at the Fillmore, and it was released in 1969. So this particular song uh, didn't have any chart positions, but the album itself uh, did reach number 17 in the Billboard Pop Albums in 1969. So... Uh, not very often do live albums go live, uh, but this one did, and uh, I'm not a huge fan of this song in particular, but uh, looking at the lyrics, um, there's, there's this there's this constant theme of, okay, the other side of this life, obviously, but what does that mean? Uh, I don't know where I'm going next, but I'm bumming around. Uh, there's another side to this life that I've been leading and, uh, I don't know what, what is it? I don't know what doing for half the time. I don't know where I'm going. Uh, there's one point where they said, I think I'll get me a sailing boat and sail the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, so a lot of, and they also will go down to Nashville, down in Tennessee. So lots of stuff that I think when you're, when you're looking at these episodes, in in the context of the song, Addison has no idea where life is taking her. She doesn't know what's happening. When we see her at the end of the last episode, obviously Alex is like, I don't want you. Mark does the selfless thing and is like, hey, I fucked up. You don't want me. And uh, just in general, the song, it's just talking about what the world's upside is, but also not knowing where things are. So, um, I didn't like the song. I did not download the song. I would not recommend the song. The album itself <laughs> was just medium. I did listen to a couple other songs on it. Um, but I'm also not a huge Jefferson Airplane fan, so don't take my word for it. Uh, and with that, Kelsey, back to you, my friend. Thank you so much. I can always tell if it's going to be easy for you to find a lot of information because when I like search a song on iTunes to send it to you, if it's like the first one that pops up, then I'm like, oh, there's probably a lot of information. But if I have to like scroll a lot to find it, I'm like, this is going to be tricky. Yeah, we've we hit a string for a while there. I feel like in season two, there was a lot of just weird bullshit songs. Yeah. And then season three, they came back hard. They, of course, had another Beatles song bringing you yeah. two in for the first time uh, last last week. But uh, there's got to be I want to be in the room where these people are talking about what song do we be title this in the room where it happens. I think there is actually an episode called the room where it happens. Do they use that song from Hamilton? I mean, that's they that's the title that it's that it's named after. But there could be other songs titled the room where it happens. No, they're they're talking about that one. I'm going to write a song. Shonda makes the room multiple Hamilton references in multiple shows that she has. Oh, so I think oh, she's good. a fan. Maybe. Um, does, okay. Wait, does Lin-Manuel Miranda come in any of the episodes? No. no. In any Shonda episodes? In any of the Shonda extended universe? I don't think that I have seen. Okay. But well, do you, do you remember that episode of Blue we watched? The really weird one? Yes. He was the voice of the horse in that episode. Was he really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I did not even realize that. <laughs> old old McDonald did have a horse, but she was on big holiday when we wrote the book. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> okay. So we this, stand bluey. Truly. These two episodes were both written by Shonda Rhimes and both directed by Michael Grossman. 
So I was actually reading an article by Shonda about this episode, and she was saying at some other point during season three, she was in the editing room because she liked to watch the editor's work because she kind of liked to watch it all come together. And she got this idea that was like, what if it was Grey's Anatomy, but Addison and also not Grey's Anatomy? Um, So she wrote this episode because she wanted to have the episode before she pitched it to anybody. And she took it to them. And as soon as they read it, they were like, this is going to be a spinoff. So it yeah. so she said it happened pretty quickly and, and went really, really well. So yes, that was interesting to learn, but the episode, episode was done. Well, agreed. Yeah. This episode and the following aired May 3rd, 2007 to 21.23 million views. Now the, Netflix synopsis for part one is slightly different than part two. So I will read you part one. Now Addison takes a temporary leave from Seattle grace and visits old friends in Los Angeles. That's it. That's it. That's the story. What happened? Um, so yeah, let's, uh, dive on into this guy. No recap, no recap. Not a, not a one, (laughs) not a single one. So I wish they would have in the second right. episode done last week on <laughs> this is about Addison. <laughs> it's about last Addison. Minute, four minutes ago on <laughs> this is about Addison. <laughs> oh, anyways. Um, okay. So Meredith is uh, in her living room channel surfing. It's like 2 a.m. Izzy comes in. Alex comes in. They're all like, we can't sleep. Oh, whatever. They're all clearly having love life problems. Um, Clearly at Christina and Burke's apartment, Christina comes out of her room and her mother and Burke's mother are there and they are basically hijacking the wedding planning process from her. And it's very funny. Burke's like just gives her coffee and he's like, breathe, breathe. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Just breathe. Um, so she actually thought that scene was not really prepared. Cute. It was very yeah. cute. I agree. Cause this, <sighs> I don't remember. Is this the first time their moms are meeting? Yes. Or have they? Okay. So I, I want to see more of their dynamic because I don't love either of their moms, but I also definitely do not hate either of their moms. Their moms are both good for plot. Yeah. They both definitely are entertaining and good for the plot. But yeah, as far as like people I want to hang out with, probably not. (laughs) And the last time we see Christine, Christina's mom was when she uh when she ruptured her fallopian tubes yes and the yes. last time we saw Burke's mom was when he was shot so yeah. um this is the first time trauma is not bringing them all together which yeah, is good 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 times um okay so the chief is talking to Derek and telling him that there's still no word from the police or anybody about Ava and can he do um like some neuro workups to see if there's anything he can do to kind of take care of the amnesia situation. Uh, Mark comes up and asks where Addison is. And the chief is like, she took, she left, she's gone. She took a leave of absence. She said she needed time to be happy and free. (laughs) Mark goes, why? And Derek goes, what did you do to her? It's also just talk Derek. Yeah. Honestly, both of them are just trash, but they, it's interesting. I've never, I wish that places were 
more along the lines of, yeah, you need you need a leave of absence just to be be happy. Okay, do it. But pe- places don't actually do that. They have to have some sort of medical leave or something like that. No, I don't think so. You can I, have a leave I of absence. Be. You just might not get paid. <laughs> well, that's fair, which I'm yeah. sure she probably doesn't need because she's probably... Well, she's she's the trust fund baby, right? She's a trust fund baby, and yeah, she's yeah. really good at doctoring, so she's got it both, both ways. Mm. Must be nice. Must be nice. Um, Addison. So then it go- cuts to Addison driving the convertible. And struggling a bit because it's a stick shift, um, which I know you love stick shifts. Yeah, love <laughs> stick shifts. The more <laughs> sticks, the better. Um, I actually contemplated getting a stick shift if I get when I get the Bronco, but I mean, I don't mm. know how to drive one. Michael will have to teach me. But my dad made a good point. The thing about a stick shift is it's almost guarantee built-in security because it's cuts way down on the number of people that can steal your car yeah that's uh that's for sure true i would never steal your car because i will not i'm never gonna learn how to drive stick yeah it makes me nervous because i know if you do it poorly it just can really destroy the car (laughs) you need to get like a super cheap like old ford or something and learn how to drive stick and then you go get your bronco yeah I think I'm sure someone in my extended family, my mom's old car was a stick shift, um, but it died. So, or just go I mean, to it still Hertz. is a stick shift. It just doesn't function. <laughs> go to go to Hertz or Enterprise and get a stick shift, and like just not feel bad about fucking up their car. <laughs> Yikes! Yikes on bikes. Okay, so she parks in front of a building that says Oceanside Wellness Group. Uh, she, did you know where she was at this point? I never told you that she left Seattle. I, when you no, were no, asking I, about it. I assumed, I assumed okay. that she was good. actually, I thought back to New York. Uh, mm. I thought that after the war, oh, she went back sense. to New York. Uh, after the war, went back. this is a Hamilton episode guys. Yes, it is. Uh, so also it's so weird that when we first meet Addison, she's very much this poised, cool, collected like elegant queen Mm -hmm. and not that she's not those things now but she couldn't they made it a point to look awkward when she couldn't even get her jacket off getting out of that car yeah like the arc that she's had she's gone from this elegant elegant queen to this goofy kind of goober and i'm here for it i i stand her still like i love it because she has like she's like i don't know what's happening in my life exactly anymore. yes so very very well written uh addison addison uh persona by the writers yeah. in shondaland for sure um so she gets in an elevator with a cute boy and she like immediately starts giggling and she's like, sorry, where I'm from, like elevators turn people on and they're horny and they're aphrodisiacs and everyone just fucks at them all the time. Um, so it's very like fourth wall s, like acknowledging the grays of it all, <laughs> if you will. And uh, so he gets off and the elevator starts talking to her. So that's fun. <laughs> Yeah, that had me fooled all the way up until the end of the second episode. I genuinely thought it was in her head. Also, when we were having all of the elevator shenanigans initially in seasons one and two, you specifically said, aren't there security cameras in elevators? (laughs) And as soon as you said it, I thought to this episode and I was like, sometimes. (laughs) 
Only when in California. It, when it's helpful to the plot, it, there are. But it, when I first was listening to this, I was like, okay, if this is Addison's conscience, why does it sound like an old woman? <laughs> why is it not just her voice? That's why I was like, it yeah. has to be something else going on here. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we head back to Seattle and Christina... <laughs> like finds Callie and she just stands there and like stares at her. And she's like, what can I do? It, this is so funny and awkward. And she's just like, bridesmaid. <laughs> and the moms are like, Christina said you guys are friends and Callie straight up laughs. And she's like, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. We're friends. And she's like, wait, are you asking me to be a bridesmaid? Christina's like, yeah. Okay. Bye. Very fun. And she's just like, okay. Okay, I guess. And I then, love the the bringing Callie in more to the inner circle and like the core like yeah. storyline. Like she's now in this, and like it's not she's not only in it because of George. She's like coming in now as just Callie. Yeah, which is great. Also, yeah. it's just you can tell how mad she is at Christina when she's walking away. Yeah, because it's it, the look on her face is hilarious. Also, gosh, Callie is just. She's so smart. Something is going to happen soon. Like mm-hmm. every interaction you see her gears turning. I don't mm-hmm. know. I know we're, I know we're not there yet, but anyways, I just, I had to also, say, I, I just like just obsessed with her. She's like, I just love her so much. She's great. Um, so Meredith finds Derek. This is like, I fucking hate this scene. This scene yeah. is so dumb. It's, um, it's Okay. Uh, there are worse scenes. The only reason I think this is okay is because Derek just sits there silently and like, isn't a piece of shit during it. Um, so she tells him, okay. So at the end of the last episode, he's like, I was, he was basically like, you traumatized me when you drowned. And I don't know if I can continue to deal with this. Um, so she basically said like, well, when she drowned, you know, she had that experience that we as the audience saw of like her in between here and heaven or whatever you may think it was. And she wants to quote, be better. Um, and let him in and not be closed off in distance. And she just said, it's not a good time to give up on me or something, or now's a good time not to give up something along those lines, uh, which I do think is fair. And I do think that she is coming to that point. And I do think it's important that she communicates this to him. Yes. And I think she would have communicated it sooner had he communicated on his end sooner and not been a complete like turd about it and basically flipped the switch on her and started being all distant and like closed off. Um, had he just expressed his concerns earlier, then maybe we could have skipped all the the bullshit, but that's not well, the Derek way. No, the, the Derek way. Uh, the The thing that frustrated me, and you're right, it's not a terrible scene. He wasn't a jerk. It's just yeah. she says all this thing, all these things, and he's just like, okay, okay. like okay, what? Yeah, there's not oh. a lot of acknowledgement on his end for what she's gone through. There's only the this is what your trauma did to me, which is yet yeah. again. Very self. Another win for Derek. <laughs> uh, also, do you, you last episode, you made a point to say that you've been rough on Derek. Have mm-hmm. people been messaging you saying back off Derek? No, We're mad. I just like, because <laughs> like when I'm online, like doing research pre episodes, like Derek 
and Meredith are like the it couple of this show that everyone's always like, oh, we stand. Oh, we love. Oh, they're like MFEO love forever. Soulmates, whatever. I believe that I am in the minority as someone who a not only doesn't like Derek, but B thinks their relationship is wildly problematic. Um, And not in the way that like if I watch a show or a film or whatever, I don't want a relationship to be perfect because a it's not realistic and B it's boring. So I want a relationship to be compelling and have ups and downs and have conflict because that's real life. But like theirs, I just, I think it's bad. And I, I think potentially when they're separate from each other, they couldn't, can be better. Um, but I think there's a lot of specific things about their relationship when they're together. That's just like toxic. And it's like a lot of the same things over and over again, like just like not communicating and it's exhausting obviously as the audience of a show when you know all the information and other people only know bits and pieces of information and you're like just tell them blah it's it can get frustrating but i i just know that i'm in the minority of like not loving them together because a lot of people do ship them very very hard i don't i don't know uh (laughs) mostly because uh Kelsey forbids me to go on any Reddit <laughs> threads about Grays at all, which is fair. But anyways, I just, I wanted, I, I was just thinking about that and I had to ask. Uh, but yeah, okay. So then what happens next? Uh, we go back to LA and Addison gets off of the elevator and she's in like a lobby and Tay Diggs's picture is everywhere. Do you know Tay Diggs from anything? Uh, yes. He, I think, got attacked by, no, that was Seal. Uh, Tay Diggs, Tay Diggs. Do I know Tay Diggs? From I don't know if you would or not, because he has done multiple musicals. He was also married to Idina Menzel for a while, and they have a very cute child together. Um, so Tay Diggs was in the movie Chicago. Did you see the movie Chicago? No. It's a musical. Uh, he was also in the movie Rent, also also a musical. Um, those are like the big things. I mean, he's done a lot. He's has a very very lengthy um career to speak of for sure i'm Uh, looking him up on imdb right now. yeah yeah for sure um but yeah he's done a lot he's he's pretty famous but i feel like he's definitely famous in the um musical broadway crowd as well because he's also done broadway live in addition to um the movie the movies of these shows um Anyways, he's great. I think he's also a beautiful. Yeah, very handsome guy. Uh, he's he's not in anything that I would have seen. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't just scrolled so. through his entire IMDb. Uh, although he was in a Britney Spears music video. Oh wow! I missed that. Which one? Yeah. Um, let's click on this. Oh boys! It is. I see it. Brit- yeah, boys. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know him from things. I know him. I just don't know him from things. Yeah. Um, anyways, so his pictures everywhere when Addison goes into this lobby, um, she sees the girl and she's like, oh my God, Maya, you're so big. And then, uh, her friend Naomi comes out and they do not look happy. (laughs) (laughs) No, they don't. Um, so she clearly didn't know Addison was coming at us and just keeps saying surprise. She's annoyed. She's like, I like, why haven't I talked to you? Like I kept reaching out and it's not like, 
oh, I wasn't reaching out and you weren't reaching out and I'm mad at you. It's like I'm constantly reaching out and not hearing anything back from you, which is upsetting. Yes. Um, she tells her that uh, she and Naomi tells Addison that Naomi and Sam got divorced. Uh, he comes in, their shrink comes in and she's like, I have to go get Cooper. So we kind of are in working. We're meeting these people rather quickly at this point. Yeah. I did recognize uh, Cooper. Uh, yeah. He was in an episode of Scrubs. Also, he plays the exact same quirky, <laughs> like love hungry character in Scrubs as well. Yeah. Uh, he plays uh, Dr. Stone for one episode, who is uh, a, I think he's a chief of, he's a surgery attending in from another hospital. And, he has six ex-wives and seven oh my children. God. That's so funny. Yeah. So like, I don't. I think Cooper's really cute, but I don't think that he looks like if you were to be like, oh, yeah, he's such a womanizer. Like, that's probably not who I would picture. But I, I think he's really, really cute. I'm just not. He's not like Brad Pitt. I don't know. Brad Pitt. No. I mean, Brad Pitt's he's, also not that cute. He's, he's no not Zac, Zac Efron. Efron. Right. <laughs> there it is. Here we go. It's the daytime. Yes. Um, also, I was wrapping presents and there's glitter all over my hand and now potentially glitter in my eyeball. So that's fun. Well, um, the lights just are going to seem a little bit more shinier when so they're reflecting true. off right in your retina. Right in my glitter cornea. Um, so, yes, Tay Diggs is there. Um, Cooper is there. And the therapist uh, is there. And then Tay Diggs' ex-wife he, is there. And then... The hot Cute guy elevator from the elevator. Boy. Yeah. And she's like, what do you say? She's hot. Possibly insane, but hot. <laughs> yeah. That's the way we like them. And they're like, oh, this is co-op medicine. We all work together. Um, And Sam's like, don't even think about it to Pete. Addison and Naomi go into her office to talk. Naomi's like, you know what? We were close in medical school. It was a long time ago. We, we've kind of drifted apart. Like, what do you fucking want? And Addison's like, okay, I want a baby and you're a fer- you're like one of the best fertility specialists in the country and I want a baby. And then we get the title card at nine minutes and 40 seconds. And right before that, what what's her name is Naomi? Yeah. Naomi. Um, they, she's like, you got fat and you have bad hair and you're <laughs> yeah. ugly. And Addison's like, I, I miss no. you too. <laughs> That's funny. Um, also, did you recognize Violet? The, sh- the shrink. I did not. Should I she have? She had a famous show in like the end of the 90s, early 2000 called called Judging Amy. And she was Amy and I never saw it. But I definitely remember like seeing commercials for it all the time when I like watched things on live TV. No, that's not anything I'm I'm familiar with. Um. Yeah, I think I don't know if there was really much else. I think that's definitely like her probably her biggest outside of private practice thing that I, that I am aware of, at least I'm not going to say other people probably know her from other things. Um, but to me, it's, to me, it's judging Amy commercials that I saw when I was small, when I was younger. Um, and her name in real life is Amy. So that's fun. Uh, okay. So yes, Addison wants a baby. Uh, then we get title card and then Susan is in the clinic with never ending hiccups. Bailey gives her a shot. And by the time Susan finished asking, uh, how Meredith is doing, the hiccups are gone. 
uh, Naomi is taking Addison's blood and Addison says she wants to do a sperm donor and a baby. And Naomi's like, okay, we're going to run this, 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 and this test. Um, Sam is examining a woman named Kathy who hurt herself on a treadmill. And he's like, Hey, what's going on? You, you've come here like a lot recently with four separate sports injuries. Like, why are you getting so aggressive with your workouts? And she's like, my husband won't have sex with me. And that sucks (laughs) because she, number one is attractive. And also 18 months, 18, that's a year and a half. That is crazy. That is a I cannot, long time. I can't imagine 18 days. Uh, oh, you really can't. <laughs> but she looks like a cross between Addison and the girl from Halloween Town. Interesting. Interesting take. Yeah. I thought she was very pretty. She is. And we might talk about her more later. Because she's living in Shondaland. She might just be parked up Ooh. in Shondaland. <laughs> she, she owns... <laughs> Uh, a spot, a VIP yeah. spot. Um, Violet picks up Cooper. She's crying. He's like, I met a girl online and she stole his car. Borrowed. She borrowed my car. Um, this is clearly not the first time this has happened. And she's like, well, what does that say about you? And he's like, it says that I'm an optimist and I believe in love and soulmates. And then she starts crying because apparently her ex is a piece of shit, which is confirmed later. <laughs> Yes. Um, Izzy is excited to go to the bridal shop and Callie or Christina's like, no, we're not excited for this. Like, don't be excited. Um, Callie comes up and is like, I won't wear flowers on my hair. I won't wear blue or pink and I won't wear a bow on my ass. (laughs) Christina's like, she's got the right attitude. Yeah. Christina's like, this is how you should be. Izzy. Stop being excited about my love. Um, my, my prediction at this point, the note that I wrote, is that Izzy's going to reveal something drunkenly at a bridesmaid party. Okay. Okay. Interesting. That's my that's my prediction. Solid prediction. That's how Callie finds out. Izzy straight up tells her <laughs> because she's drunk. She goes, you don't even deserve George. I, I fucked George and so I deserve him. I know yeah. because I did it with him. Last week. Um, yeah. Literally so in Gray's fun. time, this could have been less Probably. than 24 hours ago. I don't even know. <laughs> Who knows? Know. <laughs> um, oh, and then Meredith goes and sees Thatcher, and so she walks away, and Izzy fucking turns to Christina and is like, Callie's a bridesmaid, and Callie's right there still. Right there. Right there. Oh, my God. She doesn't learn. Also, just swallow your pride for what four seconds. Fuck? Like, I, 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 ugh, yuck, is how I feel. Yeah. Um, Alex is walking with Ava around, and he asks about, or she asks him about Addison, and he's like, oh, you were right, she was too serious, and she was like, oh, you know, you can't be tied down, or whatever, and he's like, oh, I had to break up with her. It was, like, just not that serious, but he, whatever, he got in his own head about it, it was stupid. So, she left. Um, Addison is talking to Sam and hitting him on his head. And it's funny. So funny. So just slapping his bald head. <laughs> True. And then she, he's like, she, he who smelt it, dealt it. And she's like, what are you fucking talking about? Stop using, she says fart logic. <laughs> 
Um, it works though. It works. Yeah. So she's like, I'm on Naomi's side. And he's like, well, then I'm not going to tell you anything that happened. And he's like, and she can have custody of you because she's known you longer. Uh, and Naomi tells Addison to, she's like, hang around the practice because Addison says she's going to go to the beach. And Naomi's like, why don't you kind of stay, stay here and kind of feel it out. See what you see, what you think, because we might have an office and a job you can have. Um, Foreshadowing. Uh, and Addison's like, hey, uh, who's that really cute receptionist who is leering at you aggressively across this lobby? And Naomi's like, he's not staring at me. Um, and then goes over and is like, hey, stop staring at me. Um, and he's like, you can't tell me where to look. And then they hear a large amount of yelling from another office and they all run in and there's a pregnant lady, another lady, and a whole bunch of men screaming and fighting. And Cooper tries to break them up and gets punched in the jaw. Which is crazy. Also, pause, because I was I was just, uh, I realized that I missed the outlet when I went to go plug my computer in. So ah. the, the, the plug was just sitting next to the outlet like a <laughs> dumb turd. Uh, when uh, Naomi goes to that receptionist and is like, you, uh, like, just stop. And he's like, oh, you can't make rules about my eyes. Literally, that's the definition of sexual harassment. Like, just yeah, don't. Like, I don't. That's that's HR disagrees. <laughs> yeah, trust me. Um, <laughs> but then that chaotic scene. So, so what? So what? What ended up happening? It was she had sex with three different guys, all the, of which the day within twenty four hours of having the embryo implanted into her. And it was so she was a surrogate, mm-hmm. and she was married. And she was married. So the guy that she's with, she's married to. Right? Yes. Hold on. Okay. Before we get there, I just want to say Susan came back to the hospital because she has the hiccups again. And they're going to do the procedure where they sew up her esophagus. And then we go back and this is the baby, baby, daddy, mama drama. Yeah. The baby, daddy, mama drama. Carol was married to Rick and they were like, we're going to be surrogates. So... Carol and Rick had a frozen embryo that was their embryo. And they implanted that embryo into Lisa. Um, Between that period and now, which is eight months, uh, Rick came out as gay and he is now with Keith. uh, Lisa, no. And Carol is now married to Doug. And Lisa's husband, I forget his name, Jeff, maybe Jim. I don't remember. Um, But he's also there. So. It's insane. It's that's all of that is just wild. Put the embryo in. She had sex with her husband, Carol's husband and Carol's ex-husband. Yes. Why so why fun. is Carol still with her husband when the husband had sex with the girl? I don't know because Lisa's husband is also still there. Gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> and <laughs> it's all crazy. It's okay. It's it's just typical. This is like this is a very soapy, soapy scene. Yeah. It's the drama. Um so 
they don't know who the father of this child is. Addison is looking over the medical records and she's like, Lisa has had no prenatal care. Like she had this sex sexathon and then bailed. So she needs a full workup so we can make sure everything's okay. They don't have a GYN and they imply that it's because Pete slept with her and then maybe fucked her over. And so she quit. Um, and he keeps saying he didn't do anything. Miss, which leads us to believe he did all the things. Yes, we are being led there. Um, so Addison is going to do this exam on Lisa and the baby. Uh, Bailey and George are working on Susan and George is like, why isn't Meredith in here? And Bailey says, well, Thatcher's really stressed and Susan wanted Meredith to stay with Thatcher. And George is like, why? She's not going to help him not be stressed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Very good. And, but I will say Thatcher and Meredith are having a very nice little chit chat, getting to know each other. There's like not pressure. It's not awkward. It just is what it is. Yeah, no pressure for now. Shit goes wild, and all it takes is two episodes yep. for shit to go wild. Yep. The wildness almost the wildness almost uh, slaps you in the face. You might say that. You, you might, might say. Um, Paul and his wife Kathy are in session with Violet, and <laughs> Violet's like. Um, I just am going to give you homework. Have sex with your wife. Don't care if you want to or not. Just do it. Just have sex with her. If you're in the mood, if you're not in the mood, have sex with her. Just have sex with your wife. Um, the so, best kind of homework. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, and then Pete and Sam are walking and Sam has a tiny dog and Pete is saying that they should hire Addison because she's great and also because he wants to bone her. Also, his pants do not fit very well. Um, and he is harassing Sam about getting divorced, but then not dating anyone and just like sitting around alone with his tiny dog and not like having sex with all these women who are hitting on him. And one like literally comes up while they're walking the dog and like, oh, my God, you're the doctor. You're the guy. Yeah. And he's and Sam, uh, what was what's his name? The other guy is Pete. Pete. And Pete's like, see, see, man, you could just fuck her. You could fuck her right in the park with your tiny dog watching. Uh, yeah. So uh, Sam's like, hey, don't ask Addison out. And he's like, whatever. Uh, Addison is doing the ultrasound, and Lisa is telling Addison and Naomi that she. <laughs> She was like nervous and that's why she slept with everyone. Naomi is being rude and she's like, well, I don't care. You suck. (laughs) Um, So that's fun. But here's where I get confused because to my understanding, to be a surrogate, you have to have at least two of your own children, typically speaking. As far as I'm aware. I think the standard is like you're married because you have a support system. You have your own kids, so you're not going to like just up and decide that this is going to be your kid and you're just going to keep this kid and like run away. Like there's a long process to be like vetted and approved to be a surrogate because you could literally just steal someone's baby. Yeah, that makes sense. So I don't know enough about the surrogate process, but I could tell you that the whole thing is insane to me. Not, not from what it, what uh, the benefits are, because obviously it would take someone who has a good heart to want to yeah. do that for someone who can't. 
it's just insane. Like who was in who? How did that conversation happen? The first time they're like, well, let's just take this shit and put it in another human. Yeah. That's, That's the insane how I feel part. about a lot of medical practices. I'm just like, how did this come about? How did we end up here? <laughs> Whose idea was it to just like cut off the top of someone's head and poke around? Yeah. Or drill boreholes into uh, mm-hmm. or burr holes, whatever that was that Izzy did on uh, yeah. on the ferry. Um, yeah, that's the stuff that's crazy to me. So Addison sees something wrong and it's like naturally and it's like, I have to run more tests. Um, Susan is being discharged. Meredith walks them out. Her and Thatcher hug. And it's like actually awkward, but kind of nice. It's nice. And Susan is like, oh, look at me. I'm the best. I'm like getting them to be a good family. She's like very proud of herself. My Um, hiccups bringing everyone together. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, George gets in the elevator with Izzy and she asks him about the transfer and she's trying to talk to him and he leaves. Well, he says, he says something like, I'm not a cheater, but like, yes, you are. Yeah. You cheating to me is one of those things where like, maybe, maybe you only do it once, Mm -hmm. but you live the rest of your life that you have cheated. Mm -hmm. It's like you could propose to someone or you could be engaged to someone, but once you've been engaged to someone, the rest of your life, whether or not you marry that person, you've been engaged. It's, it's Mm -hmm. one of those things that change you. And I see cheating as that kind of thing that changes someone. So George saying you're not a cheater, it's just a bold faced lie and you're a piece of garbage. Oh, okay. <laughs> piece um, of garbage. Still a piece of garbage. Um, Violet is telling, oh no, Violet um, asked Sam to do a physical exam for Paul because he said he couldn't have sex. Not even a twig. No wood. No wood. <laughs> Um, so they're like, can you do an exam and see if there's something else going on? Addison gets on the elevator and tries to talk to elevator God again. (laughs) Oh God, I almost knocked a desk over. Oh no, the elevator gods are are frowning (laughs) on us. Um, okay. So Mark confronts Alex and is like, the fuck is this for Jane Doe? And he's like, well, Derek's doing this neuro workup. So I'm like, just like, get off my back. And he's like, fucking give me a reason to punch you. And Alex is like, what? I didn't do anything. What is wrong? And Mark says, whatever you didn't do sent Alice Addison running for the hills. So, and I know something and I'm going to be, I'm going to be vague and tell you that I know something. Yeah. Good times. I thought they were going to fight. eh. Addison is looking through the sperm donor notebook and talking to Naomi and Naomi's like, are you sure you want to do this? And Addison's like, yeah, I'm, I want it. I'm sad that I'm divorced and your life is great. And then she gets, um, and then Naomi gets really sad about being divorced and not, and all this stuff. And then Addison's like, poor, sad little doctor girl. It's very they have savage. a fun dynamic. I you can tell that they've known each other a while. Yeah. It is it is interesting because she's like Addison goes from this is good sperm and then Naomi's like my life sucks because I never made a mistake and I'm like that does suck you did all these things and you still are divorced yeah. it's sad um, yeah and then she <clears throat> smashed a plate and then I got some PTSD going on ah uh, as you 
Man, your life is hard with this, the plates and the apples and the Titanic. It's hard to be you. <laughs> Tune into Patreon days. content one day where Carmen gets live therapy for the podcast. If only. Oh, my God. I would actually die. It would bring me <laughs> such joy. Oh, um, man. So uh, Violet is at the grocery store and sees her ex and tries to run away. But he sees her and like says hello. And then some very young girl comes up. And introduces herself as Alan's wife. And Violet is distraught by this. Clearly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not great. Do I recognize him from somewhere? I don't know. He doesn't I live in Shondaland. He doesn't live in Shondaland. I'll have to take a look. I feel like I may have recognized him from somewhere. Maybe. Um. So... Addison tells like everybody about Lisa's baby um, is Lisa's baby, but they don't know who the father is still. But um, there's a really difficult condition that she has that needs to be dealt with immediately called placenta accreta. So that's not good. Correct. That's not not what you want. Um, I don't know if and, it's right after sorry, that scene, but there is, oh, I have a note here over one of the cutscenes where they have the, uh, the ocean Avenue sign. And all I could <sighs> think of my head is there's a place on ocean, ocean Avenue where I used to sit and talk to you. We're about sex, and it felt so right. Staying up all night. Daytime guys. It's the daytime. <laughs> Also, tell us, tell us you're a millennial without saying you're a millennial. Did you watch Chicago Med? Because he was in that. Uh, maybe I saw a scene with him in there. Uh, but Did I you watch Friday Night Lights because he was in that. Definitely not Friday Night Lights. Although you know who was in Friday Night Lights is a guy who exploded Dylan. on this show. The bomb friend. It's not important. We could, it's it's one of those things where I thought he looked familiar, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh so then Cooper they they take Cooper to get his car. <laughs> <laughs> this is very good. This sucks. <laughs> he's sad. Um, he's sad. For multiple <laughs> reasons. <laughs> Okay, first off, as someone who doesn't know a lot about cars but was forced to learn a lot about cars in the last two years, the the, the Porsche 911 thing is very sad. It's just completely ravaged. They, The person either stripped the car for parts mm-hmm. or left it somewhere and it got robbed. But the thing that he says is that was the mother of my child. Yeah, and they're I like, thought she was going to be the mother of my children. <laughs> and they go, what was her name again? Sexy boobs. Three sixteen. <laughs> He's the exact same I person in scrubs. Love it so much. Oh, it's very funny. It's so funny. I would actually, I want to watch this show because I want to see this dude just be fucking wild. He is probably one of my favorite characters on the show. Truthfully. I love Cooper so much. Oh gosh. Um, so Christina, they're at the wedding dress store and she 
is in a wedding dress and she hates it and Bert comes and because she, she paged him and she she's like for the love of god please help me I thought we were having a small wedding and he's like oh, I thought you were kidding and she's like is this a fucking joke um <laughs> and he and never then, asked never asked nope. to clarify um Izzy and oh well Meredith gets paged to go back to the hospital and Izzy and Callie's like, oh, we should give them privacy. And Izzy's like, oh, you want me to go with you over there? Okay, yay. So fun. We can do that. Oh, What is wrong with her? She slept with George and turned into George. She Seriously. lost the ability to, like, communicate normally with human beings. It's not cute. Well, not we vibe. also remember that after George and Meredith had sex, Meredith also was trash for a while. So maybe the problem is George. Truly. Truly. Um, so Burke's mother comes over after Christina leaves and she's like, Oh, Christina's being such a good sport. Like she doesn't want to, but she's tried on like all these dresses for us. And she's kind of like being snarky a little bit. And Burke, um, is like, I'm, this is what I want. And she's like, well, I trust you and I trust your instincts and all that. And then they like zoom in on him and he makes a face and you're like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah, very ominous, Shonda. Quite. Um, the doctors are telling Lisa and Co about the baby situation and that it's Lisa's, and they don't know who the father is. They won't be able to do paternity tests until after the baby's born. And Addison's like, just so everyone's aware, like this issue is is way more pressing than finding out who the father of this child is. Like they could both die if we don't deal with this. Um. So she's like, I'm going to refer to you to this doctor. And they're like, no, it has to be you. It has to be you. Yeah, that was um, a bit of a sad yeah. scene because then when she closes the door. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I'm getting the two scenes mixed up. Never mind. Because the baby wasn't born yet, right? No. No. no yep. Getting, That's next one. Getting a different scene mixed up. My bad. Um, this is why we uh, don't watch two episodes back to back. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Paul is being examined and starts crying and is like, Kathy didn't come home last night. Where is she? And Sam is feels super awkward. Uh, Kathy comes in and she's like, you know what? I didn't cheat. I had an opportunity to, and I didn't, and you're welcome. And um, then Paul starts crying again and she's like, okay, I'm going to leave. And <laughs> so then Paul is crying and is like hugging Sam and it's like, what am I going to do? And Sam says, don't talk about your penis while you hug another man. And I was like, this is not Carmen's philosophy at all. My philosophy is no matter what talking about penises and sex is fine in any circumstance. Always. Especially when you're hugging people. Yes. Uh, it was sad though. And actually I, when, uh, when she said I had the opportunity and I didn't, I knew in that moment, I was like, you're a fucking liar. You cheated. You suck. Although it's not, I don't really feel bad for her. If you're going 18 months without having sex, like something's going to give somewhere. Yeah. At the, at the end of the day, we are animals. So (laughs) it, uh, it came together as you might expect it to come together. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh mark asks derek like what's in la and she's like i don't know i mean sam and naomi are there and i guess and mark tells derek about the sex bet and derek's like oh like let me guess you couldn't do it and she's like he's like no she couldn't do it she doesn't want to be with me and i caught her with someone else and derek like smirks and he's like oh that must have been so difficult for you to do. 
This is actually a really good scene. I actually really like this scene. It is. I agree. I I also wrote that down. Um, Very nice conversation there. Very nice scene. Very authentic and sincere for the both of them. And you can really see Mark's struggle and that he did want to be with Addison. Although I I still kind of think he doesn't necessarily know what it means to truly be with someone. Um, So I don't know. It's also, you can tell that Derek is starting to view their relationship a little bit more in a healthy way because he's being jovial without being spiteful. Like yeah. when he, because he's he could like, have been like, karma. yeah, exactly. Cause he could have been like, I don't care. Where have I heard that story before? But instead he was like, oh, that's so terrible. <laughs> that's Mark. So sad. On, I'm so sad for you. Walking in on someone that you care about having sex with someone else. Hi, <laughs> would have no idea what that's like. <laughs> um, and then, and then it's just, it's Mark tells him like, he, he's like, listen, I was trying to be selfless. Yeah. I told her that I screwed up. And Derek's like, that's out of character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, maybe, maybe his heart grew three sizes that day. <laughs> maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe it um, comes from not fucking the whore. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, uh, Addison, oh wait, sorry. Addison tries to tell Naomi that she's leaving and Addison, or Naomi's like, there's no fertility. Like we got your test back. There's quote unquote, no fertility potential. And Addison gets sad as you would. She's disappointed. And she says, this is exactly what my life is. Like, of course this is what happened. Like I did all of these things right. And then I did all these things wrong and I still ended up here and I'm ready to have a baby and I can't have one now. I feel terrible so, for her. Yeah. She leaves and gets in the elevator and tries to start talking to the elevator again and then has a little bit of a breakdown. The thing that I don't understand is how there could be no fertility potential, like none, because <laughs> I just, I've, I know people who have gone years trying and then all of a sudden it happens and it just, I don't understand how there could be no possible. See, I don't think there's, and they, I'll be honest with you. They kind of address later on in the series of private practice. Cause they're talking about another patient and they're like, this patient only had one egg. And basically what they're saying in this one is Addison only has two. Um, and so later on down the line, they kind of address, they're like, why did you tell me there was no potential when you have treated people with less quote unquote potential and you still treated them and like got them pregnant. Right. So it does get addressed. I agree. I think it's going to obviously depend on like your doctor that you're talking to and everyone's different. And there's so many factors like that go into fertility and like the test fertility testing and fertility treatment. And there's different kinds of fertility treatment and all that stuff. And, um, so I think it, it varies, but I feel like if, if there's an egg, there's potential. But again, I am not a doctor, so I don't know. Right. I also feel like there's, if you have money, you yeah. can make almost anything work. And even Naomi's like, there's other options. And Addison's, Addison's like, like yeah, I get I it. Fucking know. Yeah, I know. Uh, but then we get this, this kind of, uh, this, this uh, thought process of, I had the guy and not the time. And then I had the time and then not the guy. 
And now I have the time and no guy and no egg. And it's just, yeah. it's, it's a terrible, you see two completely different people at different spots in their life where Naomi is alone making all the right choices. And Addison is alone making all of the wrong choices in what yeah. she thinks it's her percept, their perceptions. So I don't know. It's just sad, but I mean, that's it. That's the end of the episode, right? That's the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is really hard to watch her get on the elevator and lo- the elevator voice says, looks like you had a bad day. And Addison's like, this is not a good day. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. And then like has a breakdown and it's very sad. Um, so, so let's, yes. yeah, I was going to say, do you want to rate individually and then together or just yes. together? Yeah. Individually okay. and then together. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to go with a resident point one, a 3.1. Uh, I, so I think back to these, these backdoor pilots and, uh, they did it with suits as well when they did the spinoff for Pearson and she was like flying to Chicago and she had her own show and it was great. Uh, and it's interesting because the, the, the episodes themselves are compelling, but knowing that this is a backdoor pilot. I think actually brought the rating down a little bit for me. I would have rather them just introduce these new characters all in one show, but I understand that you would have diluted Grays too much to do that. So for me, that actually brought things down a little bit. Uh, the characters are funny. Uh, I didn't find any one of them super compelling on their own, but I think as a group, they're very interesting characters. Uh, I'm excited to see more. And I do think I'll ultimately watch private practice uh, because I'm curious, but uh, this, this singular episode did not create the question mark enough. The second episode that you'll hear, we'll talk more about in a couple of minutes. And and when you hit play right after this is done, because they both released together. um, I I think the next episode actually builds more confidence in the show than this. But if yeah. this was by itself, I'm I'm giving it a 3.1. That's where I'm at. What about you? Um, I think a resident, so just a solid three. So we're definitely we're definitely in very close yet again. Um, I think I agree. Like this builds. There's a bit more in the in the next episode. Obviously, it's it's establishing. It's fine. It is what it is. Um, having watched Private Practice, and obviously, I love Private Practice. Um, it is funny to like see because I really haven't watched this these two episodes very much. Um, in my rewatches, like, I mean, I, I think a couple times I probably intentionally skipped it cause I backdoor pilots, I find annoying. Like there's one in Gilmore girls that I don't like. I always skip that episode. I'm just like, I don't, it's like, even if I watch the other show, I'm like, I don't want to watch this. Um, what was their backdoor pilot for? Uh, a show that never came to fruition. Oh, it was going to okay. be called wayward circle and it was going to be a spinoff of Jess in California with his dad, but it didn't ever happen. Um, but yeah, it was fine. It's a good episode. It's a fine episode. I obviously am a huge Addison fan. Love Christina. So th- these are like the central people in these stories. Um, but this is again more of an. Assa- it, I'm glad it was two episodes together because if just this episode aired, I'd be like, ugh. I'm glad they aired them together. Um, I think they did 
we'll we'll get into it more in the in the next episode, which you can listen to right now. Yeah. Thanks so and much for checking us out. But make sure you leave us reviews and ratings, pretty please, so other people can find us too. Yeah. And then no spoilies. Don't do it. And we will see you all in like five seconds. Press play right now. Do it. <laughs>